Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to Expedition Cartoon, where my brother and I explore the vast, uh, where the mysteries of Gravity Falls creep into the animated world for the perfect place to call home. Where your captain's elegant Lou. Oh my gosh, Lou, is it a crossover episode? Uh, we put the cross in over the. Oh wait, no, different one. Oops. Uh, yes. <laughs> When all else fails, just say yes. Great. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, it is us, Alec and Lou. And today we are doing something very special. Um, we are going to do an episode that pertains to both of the podcasts that we love to record for all of you. So for those of you who listen to Expedition Cartoon, you may or may not know that we have a Gravity Falls rewatch podcast where we watch through every single episode of Gravity Falls and recap them one by one. And if you listen to Gravity Bros, uh, you may or may not know that we have this Expedition Cartoon podcast where we talk about whether or not we would live in cartoon worlds. So we wanted to give this opportunity for uh, both audiences to hear both things, um, especially the Gravity Bros listeners, because eventually Gravity Falls is going to end. You know, we, we can't cover episodes that aren't there. Uh, and when that series is over, we're going to do a lot more with this one. So we really hope that you enjoy it and want to keep checking out what's going on and keep following us every week. Don't tempt everyone, though, because there's a lot of bonus content for Gravity Falls that theoretically we could get shanghai into talking about. Well, and frankly, I'm open to that. I, I'm uh, willing to uh, continue the Gravity Bros podcast a little bit longer for some fun extra ideas here and there. Um, so definitely don't, uh, don't, don't expect it to be totally over when uh, the episode recaps end. But uh, I definitely do think that uh, this idea of Expedition Cartoon... Uh, it's just, it's a wealth of potential episodes, right? Because you are open to the entire history of animation and movies and shows, so. Um, Definitely. Not to mention things like that one special episode that we did where we talked about the censorship. <laughs> that's true. And I will say that um, probably, even if you are a Gravity Falls super fan, this is actually the most niche show that we've covered on Expedition Cartoon so far. And it's not even that niche. Like, like people know Gravity oh, yeah. Falls, of course. Um, but so far, we've uh, covered a lot of things that I think everybody has at least heard of or seen. So the uh, the discussions oh, I, are I worth wouldn't say to. that. I, th I think that's very much age-dependent. I'd be willing to bet so many people haven't seen, like, uh, Neverland, to be honest, or the Peter Pan. The, yeah, movie. the original Peter Pan. But they're probably aware of its existence, is that's what I mean. That's true. That's a good point. And the idea of Neverland being a place where people don't grow up is at least enticing as a would-I-live-there debate, whether you've seen the movie or whether you haven't. True. Yeah, and frankly, I think it's fun to listen to the episodes where you may not know everything about it because you get a special perspective of, okay, can these two dudes sell me into living a place that I know nothing about? Uh, yes, we can. <laughs> We're your real estate agents here to try to get you uh, in on a house that you can't afford, and um, that's that's our job. But the great thing about this one is you don't have to afford it. And it's the only shot you have at choosing your home. So good luck. <laughs> you know why? Because imagination is free, everybody. Remember that. And capitalism is not. <sighs> can't, can't get away from it. Uh, but today we are here to get away from it a little bit because we are entertaining uh, what it would be like to live in this alternate world of Gravity Falls, a location and a series that we know and love very, very well. Um this is going to be interesting because I think we have more context than almost anything we could cover. Uh, even the shows that you and I love more than any, we have not podcasted about them. We haven't dug into the weeds and nitpicked That's true. every last thing that we can see. Um, so I feel like my feelings here are going to be strong. I'm very attracted uh, to the idea of living in Gravity Falls. And I also have red flags because of how well I know the place. Ha. Um <laughs> that makes me laugh just because of uh, knowing the series as well as I do. True. Now, do you have anything that you want to say before we just flat out take our ship over to Gravity Falls and talk through, uh, you know, what the different places are like? Do you have anything to set the table with? I'm not sure if I really have that much this time. The one thing I have to say is that Alec and I actually do live in Oregon, and Gravity Falls takes place in a fictional Oregon, and I just want to set that as a precedent because it's going to make this kind of funny, <laughs> in my opinion. Maybe may tricky. 
And yeah. uh, maybe we can talk about our own living philosophy with our own state, how we feel about it and whether we would want to leave or not. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, what I want, yeah, I think I think that'll be a fun part of the conversation just to set the table. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, uh, not much more context. Let's get right to it. We are sailing off to Gravity Falls, Oregon. That, that, that's where the sound effect plays, right? Yeah, probably just before that, and then you know, it's so funny. I I, I always want to just go pew 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 and make my own sound effects. Listen, you're always welcome because I have an edit button that can remove anything that you say and censor (laughs) you however I'd like. God, uh, well, (laughs) to be fair, I asked for that. I don't censor you probably as much as you would like. Honestly, I like to hear what you have to say, but that is getting censored. (laughs) Good. Uh, all right, everybody, we're in Gravity Falls, Oregon, uh, the fictionalized place where cryptids and mysteries are real, though the rest of the world is not all that privy to it. And I guess that's how we can kind of start to frame this discussion is uh, if we are walking into this, what is the world like for the average person, right? Uh, and not that different, is, nah, except yeah. for the fact that you are in a small town. Um, yeah. Lots of weird people, I would say. Yeah. Weird, and but charming in many cases. I will say that there's probably going to be some light spoilers uh, from up to the place that we've talked about in our recap, which is about season yeah. two, episode 13. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, the reason I start with that is because I'm going to jump right into one. Uh, you should also know that for a long time, living living in Gravity Falls, uh, the townspeople were being brainwashed so that anytime they saw a mystery, they would just immediately lose their memory. Whoa, that is a spoiler. Holy crap, I love it. <laughs> and, but that's important because we need to be thinking about the timeline that we're walking into. Because I think that if we walk in too early, then we are pr- we are going to be prone to that problem unless we are so directly involved in the pines family that we somehow get away with it or solution depending on whose side you're on (laughs) i guess that's an interesting point too i had Um, a stressful work week this week a memory erasure sounds kind of nice i'm not gonna lie well we talked all about the philosophy of memory erasure in a previous gravity falls recap episode if you're interested that's true i'm sure i was very opposed to it in that episode but (laughs) god uh I was stressed yeah, I, today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we talked from both sides, but it's been a while. I, sometimes I don't even remember my own philosophies a week later. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I would like to believe that there's kind of a point where arguably this erasure stops. Um, I don't know if it's like really super, super confirmed, but it's implied enough, I think, Uh So I just want to set the table there and say, I want to make sure that I'm moving into a spot where my brain is not at risk. Um, But also, there's certainly timelines that get especially dangerous. I think the timing is vitally important to how you decide how and when to live in Gravity Falls. Don't you think? Yeah, I I mean, mostly based on... Now, the thing that we do know is that Gravity Falls has always been a center for weirdness. It just happens to... I believe that's something we learn in the show is that... then that's one reason why uh, one of the Stan brothers ends up gravitating there. (laughs) Ha, gravitating. Uh, Mostly just because it it is a focal point of paranormal activity. And that's something that, regardless... You know, if we're in the timeline of the show... I'm pretty sad. This is just going to be spoiler central. You're right. Um, You know, from the time of the society of the blind eye and McGucket inventing the memory gun is when the memory erasure start starts. And then where it ends is when they stop the society of the blind eye. Um, And I'm assuming we can give that like what, like a 20, 30 year range. Yeah, that is a pretty long range. I mean, are you on the same page with me though, about not wanting to move into that range? Do you think? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on my role. I feel like I'm the kind of person to choose a role that wouldn't be affected by that. I'm not going to be a regular townsperson, that's for sure. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I mean, even FBI agents are prone to have their memories erased, so... That's a good point. Okay, that's, that is a good point. Yeah, I guess they do mess around a lot, don't they? Okay, okay, fair enough. I, I don't know. I, I, we'll see how we go when, as we talk through it, because there's, like, 
you know, a little bit of parallel universe timeline stuff that we talk about, too. So I guess if that's also on the table and it's not just Gravity Falls, the city itself, I might start considering that a little bit, too. Okay. Uh, so, so that makes sense. Let me add another wrinkle to what you're thinking about. And that is that, I don't know if we've talked this through in the podcast yet, but we are moving here. Uh, And I think by definition of us, the premise of the podcast, we are moving from where we are to this other place. I, I, I don't know if we established the official physics on whether we would be allowed to be related to anyone I would almost think, because I've talked before, oh, I would be oh. Porky Pig's cousin or something like that. But I think that's a plot hole. I don't think we probably could do that. We, well, I think we have to, what do you think? Lo- Looney Tunes doesn't have, I think can, I think we are bound by the physics and reality of the place that we walk into. So I think for Looney Tunes, that's fine. But you're right, for Gravity Falls being so tightly written, I don't think we could spontaneously be a family member of the Pines. That's a great point. The world sort of creates the dynamic. And we talked about the Looney Tunes world as being one where uh, the the physics are such in such a way that the world is going to decide who you are, regardless of whether you want it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, we have very little autonomy over being able to have the life that we want to leave in Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes yeah. world is going to pick the life that we want to have. Yeah, um, at least at least what's going to happen to you. <laughs> based on our own personalities, based on who we are as people. A but little bit, yeah. The Gravity Falls discussion is different. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think that's probably fair. I could be Porky Pig's cousin in the Looney Tunes universe, but I can't just be Dipper and Mabel's cousin who has known them for years into a show. I, I think we have to assume that if we are moving here to a certain timeline, we are walking in as strangers, disrupting the continuum in some way. Yeah, I, which, I mean, we do see that the continuum can be disrupted, so that does work within the physics of this universe. It does. I like that we're framing it this way, because I want to remember this for future episodes, too. Mm-hmm. This uh, is a good precedent. Yeah, it's important to establish. Um, with that said, I don't know if I'm ready right now to decide who I would want to enter this world as. I think that maybe yeah. if we talk it through more, it'll be easier to answer that question. So one of my first thoughts is if you wanted to be like in Mabel's friend group, you know, but there's okay. something that I realized we were talking about the timeline, right? Like 20 to 30 years with the memory erasure. Dipper and Mabel are really only here for a single summer. Truly. Wow, that is true. So that whole story is only three months. You do not have a lot of time. So if we're choosing to live here, I think we have to assume that we'll be here longer than that whole experience. And frankly, moving into the Mabel Dipper timeline is really a three-month period. Yeah. So even if you move to the most optimal time, I would say this is a very light spoiler. I think most shows end with big climaxes. Um I mean, even a light spoiler for the people who have been listening along. Um, you know, the ending gets a little dangerous, right? There's some very yeah. big hazards that happen that I would be very nervous to have to be a part of. So I'm almost wondering, yeah. is Gravity Falls more fun if we create our own story by moving there later? Do we not even interact with Dipper and Mabel? Do we try to have our own life doing interesting things in the town? You know, it's funny you say that. I was thinking earlier would be more fun. Okay, that's interesting. I could potentially be open to that. Uh, Because, like, you remember uh, Homie shows up, Homie being uh, (laughs) one of the Fords, one of the Grunkles. Oh, God, I I have a terrible brain for remembering names of twins. It's not good for me. (laughs) But uh, whichever one's the science-y one, he shows up pretty early into and builds the the mystery shack right yeah and he immediately notices something going on some phenomenon that's going on here and and we see a bunch of callbacks to stuff that's been happening throughout history not just in the journal but you know in the uh you know in throughout flashbacks and different monsters and hearing backstories and all that kinds of stuff um and i feel like I feel like in a way, like you're right, the Society of the Blind Eye time period is actually a good mark of where I actually probably would want to avoid. Yeah. You know, whether uh, it's before or after. That that does make sense to me. Well, you know what you just made me think about? Is there something potentially really interesting about trying to get to Gravity Falls before the author does? He has inklings oh. that 
Gravity Falls has some mysteries around it. And the reason that he's going is the reason that we love this place, that we That's love Gravity true. Falls, That's is because point. of the mysteries. He's attracted to it. He wants to unpack what it's about and ultimately starts writing these journals that are filled. Look at how many adventures he had in such a short amount of time. Granted, he started to go a little bit mad, but we have foresight. We're lucky because we've seen the show. So we yeah. have this very interesting opportunity where we might be able to experience Gravity Falls as paranormal researchers in a really cool way, probably completely disrupt what everything that happens, right? Because see, if see, we get then there's then there's access to technology though. Because he had so much like he even remember when the the agents show up in the most recent episode that we reviewed and he's like, "Oh, do you have it on a floppy disk? Do you do you have floppy disks still?" You know what That's I mean? Right. Like, he so, did everything minimally. Yeah. Well, compared to at least what we're used to dealing with now. And everybody, if you remember uh, from the uh, the uh, travel side, not not the Gravity Falls rewatch side of the podcast. The Expedition um, Cartoon side. You don't yes. know the name of the podcast. <laughs> I told you I have a bad brain for names. It just doesn't work. <laughs> um, um i have just i can tell you where i'm living in the podcast i just don't know what the name is um you know i decided to be a paranormal researcher in the scooby-doo world because i find that to be such an interesting thing um and since that is where i am already i think it's probably pretty safe to say that if if you don't end up going into something a little bit weirder and acknowledging the weirdness then you are just going to be a regular human being living in oregon and that is where I am currently right now. So that, that there's no appeal for me to just move to a smaller town. Well, well, hold on. Yeah, because it's not just a town in Oregon. Oregon's great. And let me let me start by saying that. Totally. Uh, we love living here. Uh, this is a great state. The idea of living in Oregon with Gravity Falls, no red flags for me at all. Um, oh, I wouldn't say none, but, but I see what well, okay, you mean. Maybe, look, every state has their things. Every state has their things. But uh, I do sort of feel like it's the small town in Oregon part. That's what changes the game a little bit. Yeah. Um, At least it's still a hub for paranormal activity. It is. But even if you are walking in as this person who wants to investigate, you are surrounded by, I would, I don't, hmm, how do I say this? Uh just ha, um ha. you're how do i call these dumb people nice <laughs> is, that, is that what you mean <laughs> I call these dumb people nice oh man yeah you encapsulated it <laughs> um that's a you know i don't know how well i would relate to these people how about that yeah i think that's fair to say i i, I relate to that to, to that sentiment as well not not because i'm the pinnacle of intelligence but just because i feel like my lifestyle is so different from what the tiny town mentality of Gravity Falls is, especially when we're going that far back in the past, you know? Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, there's there's a part of me that, that is like, ah, I couldn't live in a small town. And then there's a part of me that's like, get me in a cabin in the woods tomorrow. You know can what I mean? That? Yeah, can we talk that through? Actually, I totally know what you mean. And I have driven past you know some some really small towns and i i like to uh think about as i go through there like what is it like for somebody yeah. to live in this place that feels to me to be so in the middle of nowhere so far yeah, from so everything I, and i wonder like are they happy um you know do they have nothing to do and you know are just absolutely miserable or yeah. is this is there something nice you know and i it's hard because I do feel like uh, a lot of the time living in a, in a town that is really small can potentially cut you off from society and maybe uh, can cut you off from really important, valuable life experiences and meeting people that are different and have yeah. like, you know, a, a diversity of uh, life and experiences from you that makes it really hard to I don't know, acclimate into society and get to get to know everybody. And that always scares me. But at the same time, I do look at, I, I see some people and obviously the media is my, uh, my, my, my point of reference for this. So take that oh. with a grain of salt. Yeah. Very but, tiny grain, very tiny grain. <laughs> right. So when you're watching American Idol, uh, 
When you watch oh the show and, and you you see people like I guess a camera crew comes to their small town. So we have a hundred people over here, and uh, you know we do just fine. We we like we got our one restaurant, we got our one supermarket, and uh, we probably have some regressive ideas about a lot of the other people around us. But uh, <laughs> woof, minus calling that it, part. calling it how it is. Listen, I. Uh, but hey, let's say that's not a factor, right? Because this is I mean, a fictional yeah. place of Gravity Falls. So we might have the privilege of uh, being able to say that maybe it's better here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they, they are depicted as like... I mean, look, it's it's this isn't even a diss, right? When your world is small, your amount of information is simply smaller. You know what I thank mean? Thank you for explaining that so much better than I could over the course of like a two-minute ramble. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Um, and, and I think that for me, that's a case against growing up, like growing up in a place like that is probably harder because if you try to, yeah, like, you know, merge into a bigger world of adventure and culture and you're going to have a much harder time adjusting, you know, like if you're 10 years old and you've traveled to eight different countries, your sense of blending in your ability to communicate and understand and appreciate and be empathetic of other people's culture is just going to be better because you have more practice regardless of your belief systems you know yeah um and and i will say in uh i guess props to media in some ways because now if you live in a small place like that you also have access to a lot more information like we might even have some listeners in very small places but because of totally. the shows that they've been exposed to and you know the podcast that they listen to they have an opportunity to hear a little bit more about uh what else is going on yeah. um so i definitely don't want to stereotype all places as being that way in fact i got um moved off from my point i was actually going to say something really nice about the potential small town mentality i am attracted to it a little bit when i see people uh live in a place like that because i feel like in a bigger place um and I've only, I would say, ever lived in at least decently populated places. I would say that we've never lived anywhere that's properly small. Um, uh, dude, I don't know. I, I the, the place I went to college in was a pretty small town. That's true. You did. Uh, so yeah. you had a little bit of that experience. And, and I um, loved how communal it was. And I loved how when, when I was working nights at that hotel, how like I, be, I felt like I became part of the city very quickly. And I got to know all of the local people. And, you know, I, I made a lot of friends of regulars and stuff like that. And that's something that I really value about having a smaller place. I'm not a city person, I should clarify as well. Like, I would Me never too. enjoy living in a city. Um, yeah. Mostly because it's it's too dis, it's too impersonal, let's say. Yeah, I admit that I'm probably going to look at a bunch of cartoon cities with starry eyes and be like oh that looks really cool just like i would at certain cities here and then immediately realize that i don't actually want to be there um because the city mentality seems exciting but then when you get swallowed up in it and you feel very small that's scary so it's weird because if you're in a small town you could feel small because your town is small or you could feel big because you're a big fish in a small pond or you go to a city uh, no matter what, you're going to be a small fish in a big pond, but maybe you at least feel like there's more around. So it, in some ways, it might depend on your mentality, but it's what you said about it being a communal thing uh, with the smaller town. That I, I envy that a little bit because I do feel like it's a lot harder, even in a moderate-sized place, to know anybody around you. And you start to almost develop a fear uh, of, um, you know, people around you because there it feels like there's so much information and we see these things on the media that i i get more scared to just interact with strangers but i see people in these small towns just so comfortable with the people around them and really feeling that sense of community and when we find a place to live here i do want to pick one with a really good community i think well uh, you know i think you were that fosters it i think you actually brought up a good point so we were saying that if you if you grow up in a more diverse place you travel a lot you'll have an easier time accumulating to a lot of different places one situation where that's not true actually is going to a small town from that instead. Whereas if you grow up in a small town, you'll be more comfortable in rural areas with smaller groups of people. You'll probably actually gel a lot easier into a more like small mentality communal space than if you're used to the you know city hustle and bustle going from country to country and stuff like that. I mean, we, you know, we lived in Southern California for a little bit. You lived in Orlando for a really long time. I think that's one reason why the small town mentality is less comfortable to, to us because we're it, just not used to it, you know? Yeah. 
even the town that we live in is still pretty moderate size. And coming yeah. from Orlando, I had a bit of culture shock myself going a peg down. So I can't imagine how hard I would have taken it to be somewhere truly small. And that scares me for a place like Gravity Falls, as much as I would really love a lot of things about it. Uh, we have, we've talked this point through a lot. You're, feel free to say more about it if you want. But I, I also want to get into more of the uh, Gravity Falls specific talk. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to. So one of the points that I think is in favor of Gravity Falls is just knowing how, yes, simple and maybe a little bit dense, but ultimately really kind and charming most of the citizens of this town are. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I mean, I know for a fact that those are probably two of the sweetest cops that I would expect to interact in Oregon. Well, uh, they are very sweet cops and, and we love them. Yeah, uh, and like, you do yeah. get the vibes that most of the citizens are really nice. Uh, maybe are prone to a riot here and there when they get some misinformation. That's um, kind of fun, though. It'd be nice to be part of that. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting all up with up in arms with your small town and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna attack this thing for no reason." Right? There's a the hypeness nice to it. The riots are things that are not truly problematic. You know, yeah. they could get mad about a napkin, and that exactly. becomes the problem. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> cool. So we talked through the small town mentality, and I think there's pros and cons. You know, I get the appeal. I think I personally would have a hard time, but I could adjust. And, I mean, are there any specific people of Gravity Falls, the villagers, who you feel like you would jive with really well? I I guess hmm. if we're going back in time, we'd have to pick one of the older characters who grew up there, right? Yeah, I mean... All the, all the, <clears throat> excuse me, all the scientist people, you know, that, I mean, the pines obviously are very cool. Um, I li actually really like the cops. I'd probably hang out with them. I think Wendy's family, I probably wouldn't get along with super well. They're, they're, I think the gruff manly woodsman thing is, is a little bit, I, I'm, I'm too gay for that personally. The lumberjacks. Yeah, dude. Unless there's a different kind of uh, lumberjack that I don't know about over there. I think that might be a hard place for me to gel. Have you ever Googled lumbersexual? No, and I'm not going to. All right. Uh, I would say that... Uh, is that a recommendation? Um, well, I just think that saying that you're too gay for lumberjacks is maybe something that... Okay. I, I, not I, necessarily I, a true statement if you actually unpack it. That's fair. I am aware of that, but I mean them specifically. Okay. Uh, I, I get what you mean. If, yeah, Wendy's family is very big, muscular, masculine. The kind of thing that neither one of us identify with at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that there's uh, pros and cons to every form of living, truly. But uh, I think that, like, you know, I, I'm the, I, was, I was the guy who was bullied by football people growing up. So it's not really my scene. Yeah. I, no, I understand what you mean. Um, th that's, that's a good point. Um. The more I talk this through, I'm going to be honest, I actually think I would want to be more in the future than the past. Uh, because I think post Dipper and Mabel leaving, I just think the possibilities are greater. There's a chance that they come back next summer. There's a chance I get to interact with them then. Um, That's fair. And, you know, I think just being too far in the past, it's just, it feels like in some ways Gravity Falls <laughs> actually has come a long way. And uh, the mysteries are a little bit more well understood now, thanks to Dipper. And That's true. I, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of fun that you could have and maybe feel a little bit more safe. Um, you are more than welcome to uh, stick with the idea of being farther back so that you can help discover these things. But right now I'm feeling future Gravity Falls for myself, I think. Yeah, I think there's just more research that can be done. And frankly, like, I'm usually one who's, who's fine to dive into some element of danger. I cannot believe that guy survived as long as he did working on this stuff. Truly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like how in the world did honestly any of the pines like this is not a low key world. We see serious danger threats with a lot of the things going on here. And I'd rather have the book to research stuff than just be going into it fully blind. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I definitely think that this world would be a lot less cool if we were not able to get to know the pines family very well and become good friends. Um, and that's easier said than done. You know, you can't just walk in and expect people to be your friend. Uh, you know, Grungle stands distrusting. Like, how am I going to get him to like me? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think... Uh, 
I, the idea that you might be able to hang out with the Pines kids is, is like, kind of adults when they get older is kind of interesting. It, it's so hypothetical when we talk about it that way, though, so I almost feel like it's not fair to go that far in the future in a way. Well, because you're right. We don't actually know what's going to happen. We don't know if they'll ever come back to Gravity Falls. It's not confirmed. Yeah, uh, we, might, we might get another apocalypse-like event that shuts down the whole universe. We'll talk again when we get a spinoff. That might be the perfect opportunity. Yeah, true. Come on, Alex Hirsch. Come on, Disney. No, don't ruin it. We don't want another one. <laughs> I do. I want to, I, I want to see uh, Dick Burn Babel as adults in this uh, atmosphere. I would like to see it. Maybe if they sell the rights to a different company. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, no. I mean, I understand why you would say that. But I think that when you go to another company, it's impossible to not change the DNA of what the show is. You know, it would change drastically enough to probably be very disorienting. I think that Maybe. if you wanted to keep the vibe, it kind of needs to stay. Maybe. Um, I think that there could be some debate there, though. Yeah, it's actually, I, that's an interesting question. I could see a world where it would make some sense to try to do it elsewhere as long as Grav, or as long as Alex Hirsch was still the creative director. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, regardless of all these things, regardless of the timeline that we're in, uh, what are some of the places, some of the things that you would actually be excited to do if you decided to move there, regardless of timeline? Well, I mean, going to look at, like, the cool stuff, the UFO, you know, crash in the cliff is something I'd be interested in. I think researching the gnomes. I, I You know, it's funny. For, for my mentality that I had on Scooby-Doo, I think that this world is weirdly... It still doesn't feel very accessible to the weird. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. I guess probably because we only see a very small amount of people uh, be able to research it. But I'll say this. Scooby-Doo is a universe where 95 times out of 100, it's a guy in a mask who is the culprit, right? So yeah, you don't but, get the paranormal that much. But those other five, but that's kind of what makes it fun. You know what I mean? Because it, like, you know, we do have a few examples of like real weird witchcraft powers, real zombies, like real monsters every once in a while. And that's kind of what makes it feel special is that it doesn't happen all the time. Ooh. And it's like, when I think about the gnomes, I'm like, eh, I don't really care about the gnomes, I'll be honest. Like, when I think about, you know, the, the thing that I'm the most fascinated with, true, even the ghost stuff, even though I love that ghost episode with the, with the, you know, Pines Mansion, when I really think about it, the thing that I'm the most intrigued by is the stuff that is behind the, the portal, the parallel universe stuff, you know? That's true. You have long said that that is the case. I wonder if we ever do a Danny Phantom episode where you're going to land there because there's an entire Ooh. ghost zone. Oh my uh, God, I cannot wait to talk about Danny Phantom. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a fun one. Um, yeah. Again, make sure you're following the channel uh, and downloading the episodes. So that Whenever that day comes that you hear the Danny Phantom episode. But like, let's think about it. Is the Manitar something? I'm going to go one by, I'm just going to give some examples, right? Is the Manitar yeah. something you'd be interested in? Oh man, no! I obviously okay. it, we talked through masculinity enough in that episode. I don't even the gobblewonker. I'm literally opening the book right. The, the so book that I yes, have right I would love to see the gobblewonker, but it's dangerous, and the Scooby Doo universe has a real life Loch Ness monster. That's true. Which is real. That is a good point. Yeah, and, and but and that's that. Even that, like, I actually watched that movie very recently too. I watched a couple Scooby Doo movies recently just for fun. Um. And, uh, you know, th there's it, that in that movie, spoilers for the movie, if you, if you haven't seen it, um, there is a fake Loch Ness monster. And then the, there is a real one that's just barely teased at the very end. Right. Yeah. Which is and similar to actually the Gravity Falls approach. It is. But for some reason, when I think about the Gravity Falls one, it just feels so much smaller. It's a small lake. Like, I don't know why, but it just doesn't excite me the same way. You know, okay. I get that. Um, ghosts here. Are you interested in any of the ghosts? Um, the problem is that we've got two ghosts in the first season that are, uh, former supermarket owners, and they are charming, but, uh, very, very tricky and seem like they might have traumatized some children in that episode. Hysterical. So, I, uh, and also the other ghost that Luke, that Lou mentioned, um, 
which is in the second season, incredible design, incredible everything, but also very dangerous. Um, and I don't think it, sure. It would be fun to have a sighting, but I don't know if I would be friends. And then we have Grim Goblins. Just Uh, dangerous. Pretty much. Scary. Definitely, um, a little bit overpowered, even for the short time that they were on screen. True. The Summerween Trickster. Awesome design. Oh, that would scare the living daylights out of me if I ran into that thing. Also me. Uh, we have two video game characters to come right out of games. We have Rumble McSkirmish, who is, uh, probably going to feel like either one of us did dishonor to his father. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I um, like video games, but I, I don't, I don't know. See, it's, it's just... For some reason, none of these hit me with the same... Even though the show feels so mysterious, I'm realizing that part of that is just because of the good writing and the mystery element with what's going on. And once you kind of know that, it actually doesn't feel very mysterious. Well, the creatures are awesome in terms of us getting to enjoy them as viewers. But interacting with them on a regular basis, it's cool that it happens, but you're going to be in a lot of danger. And I don't know if I can think of any off the top of my head where I'd be. I, honestly, the Manitar is an example of one that at least could interact with you on a human level and potentially be nice to meet, but then is going to try to like make you more masculine. So what do you do? You hang out with Mermando. Yeah, you could <laughs> hang out with Mermando, but again, so much. The, it, when we give these examples, they just seem kind of mundane. You know? I get it. Well, Gravity Falls is a mundane place. <laughs> At the end of the day, even though it has a lot of mystery in it, um, the place itself is mundane. And all of these creatures actually thematically fit in very well within uh, what is a mundane place. True. But I guess what I'm getting at is that the most interesting things that we are aware of in the series end up being either in the future or in that parallel dimension. And it's mostly the mystery of why stuff is happening here than it is the actual mystery of the monsters and the ghouls themselves, you know? I get that. Um, Man, this is a tough one, because I have a lot of things that I would love about living in a place like Gravity Falls. And let me just say, I just love the area. I love the design, the the woods. I love uh, the aesthetics of it, even the colors. I love the mystery shack. Let's talk about the mystery shack before we close the book on this one. Okay. because the mystery shack, in my opinion, whether it's a tourist trap or not, is the flavor of the town. I feel like I would be visiting this place all the time. Yeah. Would you, though, if you weren't in the Pines family? Well, that's interesting. So what makes a place like Disney World, I- I've been thinking about this a lot. In general, I feel like I'm a person that doesn't like to repeat experiences all that often. So a place like gravity falls i would be constantly looking for a new thing so probably constantly looking for new creatures um but yeah maybe visiting the mystery shack it would only have its appeal if they were regularly changing out exhibits to add more new things because that's why i loved disney so much when i lived and worked there because it was always fresh there was also always a different thing about it whether it was the people that i was with or the uh experiences themselves that shifted out that kept it fun uh, and I guess the Mystery Shack is a place that, in theory, I'm like, oh, I would love to hang out there, but maybe I would only go one time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you'd probably go there, see all the, the fake and real exhibits that they have, meet the people, and then if you didn't kind of just want to hang out with Mabel and watch TV, there's really, a, and, you know, you weren't going on the active journeys with Dipper, or, like, investigating stuff, there's really not much going on there. Yeah, that's fair. And... I, I guess with the Mystery Shack, the one thing is that I would probably just buy a knickknack and then probably, like, you know, now, not use it again. What I do want to say is if you don't mind me citing the journal, what we, and I, I mentioned that all of this stuff, like, I'm interested in where um, the author went when they were on the other side of the portal, right? Mm hmm. And I don't know if you know, but there is a section called My Travels in the journal where he actually talks about all of the different parallel worlds that he went to trying to discover things to, I won't spoil it because we haven't quite gotten there yet. 
Okay, this and is interesting. Let me just say a few. First of all, I'm going to read this quote. So I embarked on a... Wait, is this spoilers? Um, I think that this is safe, um, because at this point in the show, we know that the author was in these parallel worlds. Cool. Works for me. So I embarked on a 30-year adventure, a perilous, journal, a perilous journey through the multiverse to learn what I could find. Uh, we'll skip that little spoiler part. In the process, I had many experiences that my younger self might have described as swashbuckling, if not for the constant nausea that accompanied my dimension hopping. It feels almost as though I've lived a hundred different lives in those dimensions. I traveled with bandits, learned to speak 13 languages, got in a fistfight with a talking chain, and got tattoos with a tribe of octopus... Am Octopus-armed warrior piglets. Wow. And in here, we have different, like, examples of places he went. The M dimension, where everything is shaped as an the letter M. The do-over dimension, also known as the yo-yo dimension, and the go-insane-because-nothing-gets-done dimension. Wow, or everything just repeats. That's wild. Oh my I'm in God. that dimension at work. There's like a million movies that are in that dimension <laughs> and have that exact plot line. Um, so yeah, it's time goes back and forth, essentially. The Lottocron 9, the gambling dimension. The two-dimensional dimension. That's so fascinating. That's like, uh, there's there's this awesome math thought experiment that explains how the reason why we can't see greater dimensions than our own because it's beyond. It's kind of like Plato's thought experiment of the cave, but it's explained in math. Um, reminds me of that. The Oracle talks about a person that when out of the 2D dimension, they blacked out and awoke and found themselves in a strange mountaintop shrine surrounded by clouds. There's, uh, looking at the top, a seven-eyed creature. There's just so many interesting things parallel earth dimensions a better world there's there's just it goes on there's more my return to the nightmare realm um there's there you know quadrangle there's so many interesting things in this book and it makes me just think like if i was gonna try to go somewhere i think i'd probably want to be a swashbuckling dimension traveler okay so first of all let me frame this because i'm sure that some people listening our expedition cartoon people maybe uh, aren't regular Gravity Falls viewers. Lou is reading from what is a physical copy of Journal 3. It was published after the show was made. Journal 3 in the show is written by an author who outlines a lot of mysterious happenings across Gravity Falls. And even though this was published after the fact, it includes a lot of canonical information for the show uh, that is, I think, fair game here. But... It's a little tricky because we have not seen any of this animated and we are walking into a cartoon. So there is a lot of uncertainty, potentially, if you decide I want to walk into that portal that I saw that guy come through. If you want to walk into that moment and you want to go through, you are effectively cutting yourself off from everything and everyone that you love until somebody else decides to rescue you. And you're probably going to have the adventure of a lifetime and see everything that these parallel dimensions could possibly offer. But you haven't even seen this on a TV screen. You have no idea what to expect other than what is written in that book from the lines that you just read. That is true. I'm like, well, I read this book. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, we're already going to a parallel dimension theoretically. And it's not like we're taking our parents with us. Uh, you're right, it, but all of these thought experiments, I guess, also allow us to leave at a time where we decide, oh, we don't want to live there anymore. And I guess by definition, you would still be allowed to do that. Uh, so you would have a way out. That would be your way. I guess I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm fudging the rules a little bit because I'm not truly living there. I'm traveling there. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And the idea is we're trying to find a place to stop down. So if you were doing that, you would not be stopping down. And yeah, maybe that and then messes with I... the premise a little bit too much. Unless it's in, for, well, no, because the portal itself creates a rift and it tears up reality. So we can't just have an ongoing portal where I could just, like, I, I'm thinking like, well, what if I lived in a place like the Mystery Shack, but in a time where I could go like travel to all of these dimensions and, and have a sample of all of them. But I think that is grasping for straws a little bit too much. Yeah, um, I would say that it's probably a far stretch. You would need to set it up to where 
you did, like you said, move somewhere specific in Gravity Falls and then perhaps had the means and the opportunity to get there. And I think that's going to be tricky. And I don't think it's a guarantee that it actually works out in your favor. Yeah. And we don't have an, a canon in-universe example of something like that. It exists. So I don't think it'd be fair for me to just create one, especially because I'm nowhere near as smart as the Stan twins. Well, at least one of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Or, oh, I found my loophole. Oh, ready? that's what they, they call you loophole for a reason. Like, <laughs> you got it? Like, it's loop. Oh okay. my God, that was. So I feel funny. like that was warranted explaining. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so you remember the, the golf people? Stop. You are right? not going here. You remember the golf people, though? Could you could you please explain the golf people to the listeners who don't watch Gravity Falls? So there is an episode of the show where they go mini golfing, and there is a land of golf people. There that are people who are golf balls that operate the golf ball mini golf course from ha- the, yes. the shadows or whatever. They have their own society. Yes. And in that episode, we see that one of the golf people sneaks at the end of the episode somewhere. They just sneak, right? Mm-hmm. What if I, as a golf ball person, snuck in to Ford's pocket when he goes into that parallel dimension thing so that I'm along with him and I live in his pocket as he travels? Aha! Is that your answer? That's that's uh, your, your official verdict on uh, if you had to live in Gravity Falls, if there was not a choice, that's 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 the verdict. And I could even be one of the pirate golf people so that I'm literally a swashbuckling golf ball traveling on a human ship through the multiverse. This feels very out of left field with the entire conversation that we've had leading up to this point. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Uh, I will tell you that I would like to move to Gravity Falls maybe about eight years after uh, Dipper's and Mabel's adventures are over. And uh, I would like to explore the town and I would like to see what happens. And honestly, it's really appealing to me. I would be willing to... Uh, uh, I, I, hmm. Let me ask you this. So that's yeah. my answer as far as uh, what I would do if I had a choice. If I had to do... If I had to go... But for you, is that just that scenario that you just described more appealing than being a paranormal researcher in the Scooby-Doo universe? No, not really. Okay. And you would um, prefer that still to being a paranormal researcher in the Gravity Falls universe? Yeah, I would. I don't know why, but there's something about the Gravity Falls universe that seems bizarrely less mysterious about it all. I liked your point about it's kind of fun knowing that a lot of the mysteries you interact with won't be real, but a very finite amount will. And part of your job is figuring out what the real ones are. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. In in the Gravity Falls world, there's still a bunch of different places that you could travel to that are probably also paranormal hotspots. But I mean, that's still a travel thing. And in terms of like a world that I, and ultimately that's just earth. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's where we live now. There's, there's a bunch of paranormal stuff that you could go in, in, you know, research in our world, but there's something about the Scooby-Doo. And, and again, keep in mind everybody that we're also factoring in like music and the Scooby-Doo music is so cool. And like the style and you know, the people and all that. And I think when I really think about it, there actually aren't very many people in the Gravity Falls show that I relate to on any level. I have a hard time making friends, too. Yeah, and, like, most of the adventures that happen seem either ridiculously mundane or ridiculously dangerous, and there's not a lot of middle ground. It's true. Uh, I also would like to stay in the Pokemon world, I think. Uh, I, I almost talked myself into the idea of just trying to live here for a while. Um, cause I do think there is some really good potential. Maybe Dipper and Mabel come back. I could see being really good friends with both of them, honestly. Um, you know, maybe there are some new mysteries there, you know, we're still in Oregon. I, I actually, there's a lot that I like about it, but a little bit of recency bias when I really think about it, right? Yeah. Living in the Pokemon world and being able to you know, raise all of these amazing creatures and having like a dome where you can sort of just interact with them all is 
Oh, yeah. It's the coolest thing. It, Pokemon's going to be hard to beat for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still just love the idea of like Scooby-Doo and how there's, there's so little known about the, the unknown and how much there really is to research. And I guess Gravity Falls, once you get through the end of it, it feels like bizarrely enough, there's a lot that's been done already and not that much more I'd be interested in getting into. I feel like that's such a weird take, but, uh, you know, I, I was pretty ready to move here when I was thinking about it originally, but now that we've gone through it, I'm like, yeah, the world just doesn't seem quite... Now, part of this is biased because I live in Oregon, and the idea of moving to Oregon seems a little lame. Okay. Uh, I can understand that, like, because we are trying to do something special here, you know, uh, escape to somewhere that is very different and exciting, yeah. so I get it. Um. Yeah, and I would co-sign that too. I think that I'm looking for somewhere. I made the mistake of saying I want to live somewhere super cartoony, and I realized after the Looney Tunes episode that that is not necessarily the case. You can. Um, oh my god, can I pitch an idea of one we should talk about eventually? Yes, Shock Zone. Uh, that's on my list. Uh, good. It's okay. That that sounds good. That would be fun, and that's a deep cut, a show that not a lot of people know, but yeah. I think would be interesting to talk through and i think people would still be interested in hearing even if they've never heard the show yeah everybody who has never seen it it's 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 a world in chalk and you can if you have magic chalk you can pretty much draw things to life it's it's drawn to life the show which is a video game absolutely with that said i think that we're going to close it out today this was the informal start to halloween month um but next week we will really get into it because we are going to be covering Coco, the land of the dead. Without further ado, uh, we will see you next week. If you enjoyed this, Gravity Bros listeners, um, please subscribe to the Expedition Cartoon Feed because we've got lots more ideas and lots more cartoons that we're going to talk about. And for those of you who've been listening a while, those ratings and reviews really help us out. Uh, with that, we will see you in two weeks for the land of the dead. Yes, indeed. We talk about dying so much. <laughs> This is, this is gonna be overkill about... i know <laughs> oh my god what a way to call it <laughs> but this is gonna be fun because we're talking about the day of the dead which is the um i guess a halloween equivalent in certain cultures um and yeah. maybe that's not exactly the right way to put it uh but uh, it, they're celebrated on a very similar time frame so uh yeah I, i'm excited to talk it through yes indeed all right well bye everyone we'll see you soon